Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond Nintendo. My name is Richard and in today's we're going to today in today's in today in, in today's we're going to be looking at the latest Nintendo news, what I've been playing and well, we'll see what's coming up. So grab those coffees, drinks, whatever you drink while listening to podcasts or whatever you're doing. Hope everyone's doing well. Let's crack on with the show. As always, Beyond Nintendo, along with Desert Island Games, is supported by the lovely folks over at patreon.com slash beyondnintendo. Go over there, support me for as little as a dollar, and get my shows early. Get all my content, including YouTube content, the podcasts, before anybody else, by supporting me for as little as a dollar. So in these, in these, in these, in this week's news, I have no idea what's wrong with me today. I can barely speak. I think it's the fact that I went out and did a 10k run and my brain's kind of mush. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Um, what I wanted to discuss first was a tweet from Nintendo Life. And it's rumoured, rumoured, so I will reiterate the rumour, the next Donkey Kong is being developed by Super Mario Odyssey team. Now... For those who don't know, Super Mario Odyssey was a fantastic 3D platformer, one of the best um, iterations of Mario on the Switch in the 3D landscape. It really did change the movement and how it felt uh, to be Mario in a platform style game. And it's still one of the most loved Switch titles now and speed run, sped run? It's speed running. I don't know the correct term for that, but it's being played constantly on a really high level through speedrunning. And this is quite an exciting thing, is the fact that um, the next Donkey Kong game, when the last Donkey Kong game we got Tropical 3s, which was a fantastic 2D slash 3D platformer, um, is being developed by the same team. So, And we all know that Donkey Kong is the coolest platformer out there. Um, is the coolest Nintendo character out there. But anyway, this is um, from Nintendo Life. Rumoured, as I said, the next Donkey Kong is being developed by the Mario Odyssey team. Development of the new Donkey Kong game uh, purportedly began... So, apparently, the development began around 2017-2018 when Nintendo decided to bring Donkey Kong back, in, uh, back internally for the first time since Nintendo's EAD's Donkey Kong's Jungle Beat. Although Donkey Beat, uh, Jungle Beat was more of a stopgap than a permanent status, status quo. I've been led to believe that the new EPD team that was formed from other teams specifically for the purpose of creating Donkey Kong games. And sorry to disappoint, but I have no info on the 2D, 2.5D versus 3D debate. Exactly what kind of game it has never been shared with me, except for uh, that it's a platformer of some sort. I've speculated that the absence of information from my sources might indicate that it's some sort of hybrid, not exactly Donkey Kong Country, but not exactly a full 3D platformer either. But that's just a hypothesis, not an actual leak from my sources. It will probably won't have country branding um, as outside of some retro-tinged arcade memorabilia. Donkey Kong is the Donkey Kong brand now. And this comes from DK Vine, the um, Donkey Kong, highly respected Donkey Kong fan site. And the original story which broke on Wednesday the 12th of May 2021, so this is about four days from recording, uh, one of Nintendo's oldest video game characters, while series, while the series has seen some massive release over the uh, the years, including Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong 64, being the two notable of, uh, of for examples, the franchise has remained pretty dormant since Tropical Freeze, which made its debut back on the Wii U in 2014 and was ported to the Switch in 2018. However, there are rumours that Nintendo is looking to re- 
resurrect the series by bringing out an in-house uh, with development currently underway at a Nintendo EPD, the team responsible for Super Mario Odyssey. YouTuber L uh, Lonely Goomba has mentioned the rumour is passing on social media and other sources have also discussed it, but Nintendo Live can confirm that there is heard the same rumour from an independent and very trusted source, which would appear to lend a report of some degree of legitimacy. However, our sources complain the game um, will be 2D or 2.5D if you prefer not a full 3D incarnation. The story does go on, and I'm not going to like read it in fully in verbatim but what it basically is stating that essentially the rumor going around is we could possibly be seeing a new donkey kong the idea of it being a two and a half d is probably the most respectable um i would love to see a 3d one i'm going to put it out there i'd love to see a paper mario style donkey kong i think the paper mario concept is one of the best out there and they could have that in so many great franchises including donkey kong Zelda, all of them. You can really go to town on these, and I think they're they're missing a beat by you know bringing this in. Same within um, the Legend of Zelda, the remake. Um, I can't remember which one it was that we've recently had on the Switch, but they had like the dungeon thing, and that's that's a great setup for a new Zelda title where they could literally be doing something like Super Mario Maker, but Zelda Dungeon Maker. That but that's a different topic for a different day, but. It's great to see that, you know, not only, hopefully this is, sorry, let me start that again. It's great to see that Nintendo could be supporting the other great platforming uh, titles that they've got on their, um, their books by bringing Donkey Kong forward and giving its own title on the Switch. I think that's a, a really respectable thing. And putting it in the, the guys and girls that did the Super Mario Odyssey um, game, it's it's in safe hands it's it's in safe hands as far as we're well aware of how games can make i think what i want to see is something open worldy um and i would like a 3d style full 3d fully fledged 3d uh donkey kong game would be amazing um anybody else excited for this anybody still playing tropical freeze i'd love to know um, as always, I'll tell you where you can get to the show at the end of the show, and you can find out all the bits and pieces down below um, on your favorite podcasting app. But there we are, rumored that we've got a new Donkey Kong in the works. We'll be looking out for it, and we'll see what's coming. We do have uh, Nintendo at E3 this year, so could we be seeing trailers or footage of this game? It's reportedly been in development since 2017, which 2018, which could mean you know, the end of Super Mario Odyssey, which was 2017, the October, maybe a couple of months after that that project wrapped up, they were like, right, okay, what's next? Let's get some of you guys and girls over here. You're going to start on Donkey Kong. It's probably, or could be the thing. We're three years, uh, nearly be three years this October since, uh, four years since Mario Odyssey released. So you never know, we could see something at E3. So we'll watch out, we'll look for the rumors and we'll see what's coming. And good news for all you Nintendo fans, there are many games confirmed to be coming out this year. Um, and that's a surprise. Again, Nintendo Life have uh, got this one for us. Um, you're not going to believe it, but Nintendo releasing lots of, uh, are releasing lots of new games this year. I mean, really? Yes, as you may have seen, thanks to our coverage of his comments surrounding Nintendo's increased R&D and, and the struggle to keep up with the hardware demands, company president, I'm not even going to try and say the 
opera company president's name because I will butcher it to hell and back, has shared several updates in the newly published Q&A. One of the questions addressing the current scale of the active Switch users after discussing the console's recent influx of the new owners thanks to Animal Crossing New Horizon. The president took to the opportunity to confirm that many new titles will be launching this fiscal year. And here is the president's full comment, and I'll try and read it as best I can. After the release of Animal Crossing New Horizon, there was a substantial increase in the number of consumers playing um, Nintendo Switch. There was a gra gradual decrease afterward, but there was another considerable increase during the year-end holiday season last year, which related to the highest number of active users since Nintendo released Switch, uh, the release of the Nintendo Switch. Although the number sl uh, slightly decreased after the beginning of the calendar year, a lot of consumers are playing Nintendo Switch with recent March releases of Capcom's Monster Hunter Rise, so we don't think the momentum is fading. Many new software titles will be releasing this year, starting with the first quarter, which we think will help the continuous expand the range of consumers who will play Nintendo Switch, to include those who we haven't played Nintendo Switch in a while or completely new users. As we've touched upon, and this is going this is now no longer the quote. As we've touched upon previously, Nintendo's upcoming schedule is looking pretty positive. The games like Mario Golf Super Rush, which I'm excited for, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Remake, excited for as well, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, uh, yeah, and more already confirmed. We imagine they'll be announcing announced during E3 next month too, and we can't rule out major launch for the holidays later in the year. So... I mean, it's no—it's a no-brainer. I don't even know why I'm reporting on this, but it is a no-brainer that we've got more games. I think the, I don't know why I'm reporting on this is because the constant like battle with people going that the Switch is dead. There's nothing to the Switch. There's no—you know—the games are all ports. This, that, and the other is absolutely balmy. There is a lot of ports on the Switch, but I think that's a good thing. Giving people who haven't had the ability or have never played certain games before, I think, is a great. Um, understanding of the consumer base and i don't think it's a bad thing that we get many ports it is great to see that we do have a new title next month which is mario golf super rush so that's cool we just had the new pokemon snap and um reviews have come fairly positive and we'll get onto that shortly um we've got the remake of zelda skyward sword which looks like they're making positive uh, uh positive um, changes to the game to make it easier to control that kind of stuff so that's good and then you've got the chibi style remakes of diamond and pearl which i've never played them hopefully they've got all the platinum stuff in there which makes these will make these games better overall so yeah over those games if you like those three games there because the pokemon game should just be one game now uh come on pokemon pokemon company sort it out that actually um, that is one of the biggest cons, isn't it? Like, in, it's one of the biggest cons in gaming. I'm sorry, I'm going to digress and have a little whinge here. You know, I, they back when they it first released, you know, it was like, oh, get your friends together, this, that, and the other, and you know, you have to complete your Pokédex this way. But have that attitude in the 20, you know, in 2021 when games shouldn't be like that. They shouldn't be blocking off content. I know they've always done it and. Pokemon fans will be like, but that's the way it's always been. But it doesn't have to continue like that. You look at Legends Arceus. Why is Legends Arceus going to be the first game that only has, by well, looks at it, one release? And by the time we get round to 2022, they'll probably go, haha, Legends Groudon and Rayquaza. You know, and it just feels like um, the Pokemon company knows that people will pay for both. Um, or they'll know that there's people in the houses that will want to get both. I just think that 
You just shouldn't do it. I know myself and my son will be buying one each. But we should just be able to buy one copy of the game and buy the damn game. Nothing else. Anyway. So, overall, I think the Switch is going to have a good 2021. Um, Monster Hunter Rise has definitely started off this, this year really, really well. It'll be interesting to see how Mario Golf Super Rush does because the last Mario Sports title on the Switch, which was tennis, was fairly mediocre in my opinion. I didn't think it had enough um, content. I, the story mode could have been better. It looked great. It played great. But I just genuinely think there, was, there could have been a lot more to it. And the online, unless you had your Switch hardwired by going out and buying an adapter for an Ethernet cable that can pl plug into a USB, I think really, honestly, is some of the biggest downfalls that Nintendo have got is their online infrastructure. So hopefully, you know, we could see an improvement. And as the article says, E3 is around the corner. We've got that coming up, which is cool, I suppose. Um, I don't see the point of E3 anymore, but it's exciting to see that we're going to get some form of E3 this year. That's cool. So we'll wait and see, and hopefully we'll get some news of big titles. We're talking uh, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, the new Metroid. Um, I know that people want those. I'd love to see a Paper Mario remake come to the Switch. I know we've just discussed ports and stuff, but I would like a thousand year door to be ported over. Um, the original Super Mario RPG, put that on the snares system, please. Come on, Nintendo. There's a lot that they can do and a lot they can bring us and a lot they can give us. I just think there's, for some reason, it feels like Nintendo are holding back a little bit on what they've got. But there we are. I mean, the system's now four years old. I'm expecting also a Switch Pro. The rumors have been so hard and heavy. I'm expecting to see one. E3 probably announcement. We shall see. We shall see. But there we are. No surprise there. Nintendo are finally, or they have admitted, there are many more games coming this year. One story that did catch my eye was this. Again, Nintendo Life, thank you uh, for doing my job. Um, this is quite an incredible thought, actually. Koei Tecmo's president would love to see a Super Mario Musu crossover. I think that's really cool. So... Um, the article goes on to say that, so thank you to all the guys over at Nintendo Life that, you know, obviously write these up. So go support Nintendo Life. Um, ever since uh, Kyo Tec uh, Tecmo teamed up with Nintendo to release High War Warriors, High War Warriors Age of Calamity, which I haven't played. Fans, I haven't played either of those. Fans have wondered what other IP from Nintendo's library could have been adapted to a Musu game. In a recent interview with J, uh, JP Games, uh, Koei Koe? Koe Tecmo, president and the producer of Samurai Warriors 5, uh, we might add, he or she, he or she uh, I'm not even going to pronounce it, again, I got it wrong, was asked what video game series he'd most like to get a Musu crossover. Interestingly, it's Nintendo's mascot, Mario. We've seen some interesting Mario um, crossovers, if you like, or we've seen some interesting... Um, ways Mario has been put into different RP or different IPs, uh, including Ubisoft's uh, brilliant uh, tactical XCOM-style Mario and Rabbids, which was a fantastic A-looking game, B, a fantastic game overall. It is a really good game, and it's one of the games I regret that I haven't completed, which is a real shame. Um, and maybe one day we'll, we'll go back to it in, in the whole backlog thing that we've got here. But it is a really good game. Um, but I, I think a Mario Musu crossover would be really cool. 
Um, the question that was put to uh, to them, it's completely hypothetical, but since we're on the subject of crossovers, personally, which Musu crossover would you like to see? For me, it would be Yakuza. That's kind of interesting. Rampaging through the hordes of uh, Kazuma, Kiru, and Goru Majima would be awesome. The president said if the series would work as an action game, then it's definitely possible. While I don't have any ideas to, on how to make this a reality, I think Mario would be my pick. This, uh, this follows on from some comments made by Kiwa Tech uh, producer at the head of Team Ninja last October when he said we ho he hoped the Japanese developer and publisher could make more interesting games like High War Warriors Age of Calamity. We started development on High Wall High Rule Warriors. That's really difficult to say. Age of Calamity after um, EG of Nintendo approached us. We uh, we thought we were done with the High Wall Warriors games at least for the time being. The first game was like a celebration of Zelda and was f um, was full of characters from throughout the series. But then he approached us with this great idea. I hope we can make more interesting games like this in the future. I think um, yeah, I think that's a really cool like thought the fact that nintendo obviously went to these guys and girls and said look we want you to do another hyrule game let's actually make it canon if anyone can actually understand the canon of the the zelda timeline and let's dump it there and let's go for it let's do something different to tell the story of what happened and i know the story kind of hits well with some and not the others um again i can't comment because i haven't played it i don't own it but it's an interesting kind of concept that actually, why don't you know Nintendo go? Okay, here's the Mario IP. Go for it. Let's see what you can do. I genuinely think that's one of the better ideas. You can imagine Mario, Donkey Kong. Um, I know Donkey Kong is a separate IP, but still Mario, Donkey Kong, Toad, Peach, uh, Luigi. You can imagine them going absolutely ballistic in fields of Goombas. Like Mario just going around kicking and fire flowering fields of Goombas, um, the, the, sh the shell monsters, going after Bowser's like minions and stuff like that. You could make a really cool looking uh, Mario game. It'd be interesting to also play because uh, Mario Rabbids was a really cool um, non-platforming Mario. Would Mario fit in a non-platforming world? We've seen it in an RPG, again, with my favourite style of Mario, Paper Mario, but, you know, Nintendo. Um, but I just think it's a really cool idea. And this, this article caught my eye. I think it's a, a smart thinking. You know, make it happen. Get on it. You know, even I'll start a petition. It'll get, like, one signature. That'll be mine. But I want to see it happen. All right, let's give you some quick bits of news. Um, there's a uh, limited time uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield item distribution event has begun. There's a new item event available in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's only offer for a single day. So, um, yeah, this may be already done, by the way, as of time of recording. It's, it's, this time around, it's a live orb explained by Cerebi.net. This item was given out in the spring single tournament live stream from Pokemon Korea. The code you need is SPR1NGPA0R1. That is SPR1NGPA0R1. An item to be held by a Pokemon. It boosts its power and moves, but costs some HP on each hit. Um, it runs until tomorrow, so today, 3 o'clock. So it's probably going to be gone by the time this goes out. Earlier this week, Sword and Shield was also updated to 1.3.2. It fixed issues with icons not displaying properly during wireless battles. and also resolved several other issues, improved gameplay experience. You can full view the full patch notes here. What have we got? 
just bug fix bug fixes. There you go. So also Bandai Namco hosting the anime sale. I see what you did there, Band Bandai Namco. Anime. Yeah, get it, get it, got him. On the Nintendo Switch with some of the biggest discounts yet. Now these prices are in dollars, so I don't know if, if this is UK. Um, I would have to check this, but we had massive sales recently actually on um, on the Switch. And there's a couple here that have caught my eye big time. So um, Bandai Namco kicked off anime sale, North, uh, so it's North American Switch eShops. This week, anime games are here with some of the biggest discounts yet, ranging from Naruto to Sword Art Online. And this is the full lineup. Um, I'll go through some of the highlights that I know of. Dragon Ball Fighter Z was $60, it's down to $9.59. Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition, which is fantastic, is down from $50 to $12.49. Well worth picking it up. Uh, the Naruto Shippuden games have, are down like to $5.99, some of them. Uh, Sword Art Online, if that's your thing, down to under a tenner. Um, and God Eater 3 um, is down to $15, $14.99. Um, it would be a case of just seeing if they are in the UK, so your regions will vary. The other big pickup there is Digimon Story, uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which I hear is a really good Pokemon-esque style game. The complete edition is $20. And finally, the UK sales charts for April 2021, which is like over a couple of weeks. Just to put it up there, top, that Pokemon Snap, the new Pokemon Snap is number one. FIFA 21 is uh, two. Animal Crossing New Horizons is three. Four is Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury. Five, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Six, Nintendo Switch Edition, the uh, Switch Edition. And then Grand Theft Auto 5, Monster Hunter Rise, Returnal, and the Ring Fit Adventure. So Nintendo have got an absolute smashing in the physical um, games at the minute. They are absolutely killing it with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in the top ten. Um, is just absolutely balmy. Digital plus physical, uh, top is Grand Theft Auto 5, which is mad. But Nintendo have got one, two, three, four five five games in the top 20 digital and physical which is again absolutely crazy they, they haven't got any weirdly in the digital only there you go so interesting but there you go that is the chart i know it's a couple of weeks overdue but there we are so what recently released for nintendo switch well there's a couple of games or th we'll go three games um, well, Fez recently released, apparently that's really cool, if that's your thing. Um, Saga Frontier Remastered released, uh, it's about $24.99, these are in dollars again, sorry guys. New Pokemon Snap released, and that released at the end of April, beginning of May. Um, it's currently sitting on a Metacritic score of 80, with a user score of 70. Nintendo Dojo says, um, reading here, playing the new Pokemon Snap filled me with joy and excitement I haven't felt from the game in a while. Though it's, it has its minor flaws, it really is an experience worth playing and offers the gameplay you won't find elsewhere. So if you want to throw your apples and take some pictures of Pokemon, that's the game for you. I haven't played it personally, but there we are. Also released this week was Subnautica Below Zero for $30. Subnautica for also for $30. So you got the, the, the original and you've got the, um, the, the new expansion. 
Um, and on the Switch version on Metacritic, it's currently sitting at a 78, with Nintendo Life giving it a, an 80. With slight niggles aside, Below Zero's absolutely delivers in providing more than excellent deep sea survival antics that we know and love from the original Subnautica. This is a super solid port too, a joy to sink time into, both docked and portable modes with only a little stuttering here and there as you enter new biomes. And the series ever present scenery pop in to mention in terms of technical shortcomings, un Unknown Worlds has served up another superb slice of survival shenanigans here and we that we highly recommend diving right into. Get it? Diving? Diving? Um, I mentioned Fez. Fez is currently sitting at an 89 on Metacritic with a user score of 6.7. With Touch Arcade, this is from the 27th of April, this review. It's very much the most, um, it, it's very it's very much a post Super Mario 64 game with lots of mysteries to discover alongside the more typical and in plain sight challenges. Some of the mysteries are unbelievably well hidden to the point that you may never find them. But it probably won't bother you that because even without digging into the depths of its madness, Fez has an awful lot to give. So there you go, if you want to pick up your Pokemon Snap, or your Fez, that's what they're like. The other two games that did also release, and I've heard a lot of talk about these, is Famicom, Detective Club, the girl who stands behind, never played these, and also Famicom, Detective Club, the missing heir, the Missing Air summary, solve a murder mystery surrounding a wealthy Japanese family, hunt for clues, talk to suspects, and explore the Japanese countryside after a tragedy strikes the wealthy family filled with suspense. This tale follows an amnesia-stricken detective trying to unravel his own past. And Game Mag gave it a 90, so Famicom Detective Club holds your attention from the first uh, from the first frames and to the credits even if you know uh, know the genre like the back of your hand every piece of story works in tandem creating a dark twisted adventure with believable characters every session with detective club is an adventure on its own and with you putting that game down it's hard to not delve into what will happen next it's pretty much the same thing from, um, they've given the same review to the other Famicom Detective Club. So there you go. So there are your new releases on Nintendo Switch this week. Have you guys picked up any of these? Let me know what you think of the new section of the show. Let's see what we've been playing this week. Wow, we are, we're running long this week. So um, this week has been a little bit of a quiet one. I've been fairly busy prior, personally. Um... But I have gone back to Dragon Quest XI-S. Now, I know last week I started Tower of Time, but I've put that down at the current stage because it's quite difficult to enjoy that on the smaller screen. Um, so I've had to kind of back off that one until I really get time to sit down and play it um, on on my computer or on the... Um, what's it? On the, the, the monitor, which I've got my Switch plugged into. Um, but I've gone back to Dragon Quest XI-S, um, my original file, or where I am, I'm about 20 hours in, got to Tickington, Tickington part annoys me, but I know I just need to get past this, Dragon Quest XI-S is a fantastic RPG that I need to play all the way through and review for everyone on the show, um, and in between other bits and pieces, I hopefully will bring a retro game next week that I've been playing, I've got a, a, a I know exactly what I'm going back to, but wait for that coming out soon but dragon quest 11s let me know if you guys are playing it i kind of failed by not having too many rpgs 
uh, on the go. I've got Tales of Vesperia, Octopath, and Dragon Quest, but Dragon Quest is where I currently am. And I will have more details about it next week once I've given it a good, proper chunk of a go. What I want to know from you guys and girls this week is how you got on with Fire Emblem Three Houses. The game itself is something that I've gone to three or four times repeated, repetitively over the past couple of years. It I bought it at launch, and it's a game that I've always been interested in in, in the, the full-on Fire Emblem series, but I don't seem to be able to get into Three Houses. What I want to know from you guys and girls that are listening is how I can get past that, or is it a game that's continuously doomed for me never to play? I want to be able to sit here in this chair, stand here, depending on how I'm recording, and talk to you about my experience with Fire Emblem. But my experience so far hasn't been great to the point where I just don't seem to be able to connect with it. Let me know, please. Get in touch with myself. You can download the Anchor app, which is where the, this podcast podcast, podcast podcast is hosted. Um, and you can record a message. Let me know. You can get in touch with me over on Twitter at that chap zap. Always would be uh, incredible if you do. And you can also email the show at um, do it to z a p d c e d at hotmail.com. Use that one. It's easy enough. Um, Until next time, guys, we'll see you all next week for the next Beyond Nintendo. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.